Welcome to the Sample Chapter Podcast, the show where authors read a sample chapter from one of their books. Here's your host, Jason A. Meiske. Hello, my friends. It's me, Jason, back again with another episode of the Sample Chapter Podcast. Hey, this is episode 26. How have you been? Been good? Had a good week? I, I've been busy. Oh my gosh. I, uh, you know, some of you, some of you out there know, uh, I work two jobs and man, I tell you what, this past couple of weeks really, but for some reason this past week, oh man, I've had a lot of, a lot of days that started, um, work started for me at 8 a.m. and I didn't get home until 1 a.m. because of my night job. And so it's been some long days. And I tell you what, when you're putting in a couple of interviews over the weekend to try and get ahead and all of a sudden you have to put in some days like that right afterwards. Oh, man, it's uh, <laughs> it's been busy to say. But, you know, I'm not going to I'm not going to sit here and uh, complain too much. <laughs> hey, look, uh, you know, I, I am happy, though. We've been having a good time. Got some fantastic interviews coming up, including today's. Um, hey, we are are now on Twitter. That's right. You can go on to your uh, your Twitter, and uh, you're gonna have to forgive me. I'm brand new to Twitter, so I'm gonna be saying things that probably are gonna make some people laugh. But uh, yeah, you head on over to your Twitter, uh, look us up, Sample Chapter Podcast, and uh, you will find us on there. I've got a few tweets so far. Been following a few people, a few of our previous authors and uh, some upcoming authors are already following us so yeah get on over there and follow us give us a shout out give us a tweet i guess is that what you say i don't know am i showing my age <laughs> send me a tweet let me know that uh, jason's showing his age let me know uh of course uh we are still also on facebook uh you can hop on over to the sample chapter podcast send me a message on there like us follow us uh, you can send me a message on any of these methods now. You can also send us an email at samplechapterpodcast@gmail.com. Use any of these methods to contact us and let us know. You know, if you just want to say hi, if you're an author that uh, would like to come on, if you know an author that uh, you'd like to have come on the show and have me talk to him, I'd be happy to talk to him. That would be fantastic. I would love it. Absolutely, let's do it. Come on, reach out to me. Here we go now. <laughs> Uh, you can, can you tell that, uh, it's kind of late in the evening. I'm finally getting today's episode, uh, all taken care of and, and I'm just kind of wearing down now. You can also follow us on whatever system you're using to listen to this right now, whether that's iTunes or Google or Spotify, you know, any of those things out there, whatever it is that you're going to find this show, you can click on the subscribe button. That way, you're sure to get an episode every week. It'll just download automatically. You can follow us. Hey, you can also go to our host site at podcastgarden.com and click on the little button at the top to subscribe to us from there. Follow us. You know, you, it'll ask you to uh, follow us via your favorite social media plan. You know, any of those methods. Hey, I also want to give a big shout out to our sponsor, Ustoral in Warrensburg, Missouri. They are the absolute best place you could go if you are looking for storage. Hands down. No doubt about it. There is no other place around that comes close. You know, and I, and I, I just have to, I'm just going to say that from my own personal opinion 
because there is nowhere else you're going to find that's fully fenced in like they are. It's all concrete driveways. Cameras recording 24 hours a day. I talked to them this week. They got new cameras put up, brand new IP cameras that, I mean, you know, you got a nice camera and you can zoom in. It's a little fuzzy. You know, it's kind of like the old days of, of a video. But now these cameras, I mean, these cameras are incredible. They have tons of detail. And, uh, yeah, and they got more than 40 of them all over the facility. Inside the buildings, outside the buildings, all over the place. You're, if you want to store with you store all, you are guaranteed a good, fantastic, amazing, secure place. Yeah, your stuff's going to be there when you come back. Hey, check it out. Ustoral.com. That is the letter U. S-T-O-R-A-L-L dot net. Sorry, that, that's what I was supposed to say, dot net. Anyway, let's get on over to uh, this week's guest. We had, I had the absolute pleasure of speaking with romance and historical fiction author Joanne Fisher. She was, oh my gosh, she was such a joy to talk to. She was so much fun. She has an infectious laugh. Uh <laughs> You've got to go, I tell you, here's what you need to do. Obviously, you need to listen to this episode first. That way you can get a sample chapter of her, see what she's like. You know, you get a, a taste of it. Then you head on over to her website. Um, no, what am I saying? Head over to Amazon and get her books. Then you go over to her website. There you go. Joannesbooks.com. That is J-O-A-N-N-E-S books.com. Joannesbooks.com. You can check out her website. You, she got interviews on there. Uh, there's a video where she was interviewed by another uh, author place. You can sign up for her email list. That way you get little, uh, you know, she sends out little short stories every month. How cool is that? Isn't that sweet? That is really cool. Uh, now, the one thing I do want to say is that uh, we did have some audio problems this week. I, I, I don't really know which side you know where the problem was but i mean basically it's my show this is this is my you know i'm responsible so this is you know the audio was was my problem and i'll put it that way is, is what i'm getting to is regardless of what was going on it it's up to me to try and do what i can to make it um, the best that i can and that is something i have been working on hey you know like i said i was up till one in the morning last night got up this morning I was up by uh, 5.30 to try working on this, and I've been editing, filtering, boosting, doing all kinds of stuff, and then again tonight when I got home, right back at it, uh, boosting this audio. I finally got it as clean as I can make it, as clean as I know how, so, you know, if there's anybody, any uh, audio wizards out there using Audacity, hey, <laughs> let me know of a uh, of a good way to, uh, you know, listen to this, this episode, and then let me know if you know of a good way to... Uh, help filter some of these these audio problems because it's it's happened once or twice and for the most part i've been able to get them up where you can you can hear my guest you can hear what's going on and you can hear joanne you can hear everything she's saying but it's still you know it's not a real clean clear quality that i would really like that that my guests deserve you know and joanne deserves so um you know, like I said, I've done what I can, to, and, I, and you know, and you're going to be able to hear everything she's saying. You can hear her story, which is fantastic. Uh, but uh, you know, I, I'm going to keep working on this, and uh, I'm going to keep trying to get this figured out. Anyway, let's get on over to that to our interview with Joanne. Uh, you're going to love it. You're going to love her. You're going to love her sample chapter. Let's get on over to Joanne Fisher. 
Welcome back, everybody, and it's another episode of the Sample Chapter Podcast. Today's guest is Joanne Fisher. She is a romance and historical fiction author. Uh, Joanne, hello. Hi. Hi. Welcome to the show. Thank you for coming. Happy me. Oh, it's my pleasure. So now, uh, go ahead and uh, let's uh, let's start things off a little bit. You can tell the audience a little bit about yourself. Well, um, I was, um, I'm born in Canada. I lived there until about, I was finished college, and we all moved to um, Italy, because my parents were Italian immigrants, were. Um, so we lived in Italy for about 18 years, and got married there, first time, had all my children all born in Italy, and we lived in northern Italy in about the area of, there's this huge lake called Lake Garda, and it's up in northern, it goes up into Switzerland, and so we lived like on the south part of it, a uh, beautiful area. Um, but Italy is a beautiful country to visit. You just don't want to live there. That's all. <laughs> and in fact, we actually are going to be returning. I'm going to Italy this uh, next month with my husband, and um, just to you know do a little bit of touring because he's never been there. So he's going to have his own personal tour guide. <laughs> so um, and then um, in '97, my well '94, my dad died. And so we're like, okay, so what are we doing here? Let's go back. So we went back to Canada. Mm. But unfortunately, my husband at the time didn't, didn't like it. He hated it. So we divorced and he went back to Italy. And he's still there. And I stayed in, uh, in Canada. And in the meantime, I met my current husband. We met online, fell in love, and got married. And I've been living in Florida since 2006. Oh, wow. Okay. And we were talking before the show, you, you just started writing, or well, you've been writing off and on, but you just had your first book come out uh, this year. In 2017, it came out, in, uh, around this month in 2017. Oh, my uh, gosh. With all of me, yes. Wow. And and, and and since then, you put out two more, so you're up to three books already. Yes, I'm up to three books, yes. That is, <laughs> that is awesome. That is incredible. <laughs> That is a huge inspiration to people out there. I mean, for everybody out there writing, uh, wannabe writers, I mean, uh, what kind of advice would you give them? Well, um, basically, if you have any idea of writing or write, write anything down, write it down, open up the Word document and just start typing. And, and sometimes, you know, it, it just, your, your hands are like your, your thoughts. It just starts flowing into your fingertips and, mm -hmm. Just write it on the right. Even if it's really bad grammar or doesn't matter. Because there's always editors, proofreaders, don't worry about it. Just write. Just type. And then when you have like a first first draft, second drafts and all that, uh, once you're in the business then you can ask for help. Mm. Um, and there's a lot of other authors that are so willing to help out. I mean if I didn't have all my fellow authors helping me out, I wouldn't I wouldn't be where I am today. Mm -hmm. Just so many a wealth of information. Um, and also, you know, you do a lot of Googling. You know, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to advertise people, but we do a lot of Googling yeah. about how things work and how to publish and all that. So Yeah. That's right. Uh, well, I totally agree with you. It's it's uh, I felt like I was just kind of spinning my wheels writing for years until I joined a local, uh, I, I found a local author group and I joined them. That really kicked it off for me okay. as well. So it's, yeah, the... The camaraderie and the, the getting together with other writers who are like-minded like yourself is just, it's impossible to replace. Right. And some of them are really talented. They're, they're writers, they're, they're editors, they're proofreaders. 
they do so they juggle so many things. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, definitely reach out to them. Yeah, absolutely. And and you were recently uh, I saw that you were in <clears throat> excuse me interviewed in uh, Primo magazine. How when was this? Uh, it was uh, a few months ago, um, probably early spring. Um, I, I went to um, a conference, an author's conference, and there was a fellow author who was uh, he's Italian. Because hmm. I'm uh, obviously Italian origin. Joanne Fisher's not my real name, as you probably know. <laughs> but, you know, we just got talking, and he gave me um, this uh, magazine. He goes, hey, you know, they, they, they interview authors, new authors, you know, established authors. They do all sorts of things, like movies, recipes, they do everything. And so um, I reached out to them, and they said, yeah, sure, we'll interview you. And there I was. Fantastic. So, Oh, how cool is that? That's very cool. Yeah, <laughs> nice Italian nice audience there, for sure. <laughs> <clears throat> so tell us a little bit about uh, some of your books. Which which one was your first one that came out? Well, my first one is not published. It's uh, the um, it's a um, it's basically just the story of my parents. My parents went from uh, Italy to Canada to Italy again, and, and all that, you know, they had a very full, uh, tribulated life. Hmm. So, and I tell the story about that. But unfortunately, I, due to, you know, other relatives not wanting me to tell it like it is, you know, tell the truth, tell, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. um, the good, the bad, and the ugly about yeah. it. And so I, I never published that. But that is technically my first book. Okay. But um, I do my children and my niece and nephew. So there's five of us. It's only me and my sister. So there's five five children, grandchildren, and they all have a copy of it on the thumb drives. And that, that's there. <laughs> that's all that one I went for. But my first published book is with all of me. Um, it's a story about um, a middle-aged woman, Juliana, who lives in Canada because I was living in Canada at the time when I wrote it. So I set it up all over there, and she gets involved with two online uh, men, and she's also married. So she has three men. She's juggling three men, <laughs> work, family. Um, she's all over the place, but um, she has um, she's you know she's going through a midlife crisis and trying to find herself, and mm. you know she falls in love with all of them, and it's it's kind of a poster ride, but the ending is quite interesting. <laughs> well, and that's, that's really great, too. I mean, it's very topical. That happens a lot, I think, these days. Yeah. I, I I have a family member who's been dating somebody uh, online for the last eight years. They finally met in person last year. Uh, they got together again this year and spent a couple weeks together, and it's going to work out fantastic, it looks like. So and it's like, wow, I, it's amazing. <laughs> There's a lot of horror stories, but there's a lot of really good, really heartwarming endings in, in the in the online dating. Mm-hmm. So not all bad. Yeah, okay. yeah, and and you found your husband that way too. Yes, <laughs> that's uh, great. I was kind of like Juliana at a certain point in my life. Like her, I was like, I didn't know what I wanted to do, and my husband was so unhappy, and and I just. But then I met him. We we met as friends. Mm-hmm. I don't remember. Now we're, I'm revealing my age now, okay? <laughs> so, first days of, of internet, there was, remember those chat rooms? Oh, yes. Rooms? Okay. So, um, that's how I met my husband. Okay. In the chat room. And I don't know if you remember in the chat rooms, you were able to 
have a conversation on the side, like a private conversation. Yeah. I couldn't yep. conversation. <laughs> yeah. So that's how we kind of met, and it was a famous website called ICQ. I don't know if you remember. Uh, oh. but anyway, it was ICQ. Okay. Still around today. It's basically uh, an IM. And it was really cool because you used to hit the random button, and it would search for people, and I would talk to people all over the world. I met people from Australia, Malaysia, um, Japan. It, it was it was amazing. I really loved it. <laughs> but then, you know, my husband and I were just good friends. We were just good friends. Mm-hmm. He, obviously, he was in Florida. I was in Canada. But then as we kind of got closer, we realized that you know, his marriage was suffering, my marriage was suffering, and we were giving each other tips. Oh, try doing this, try doing that, you know, try giving your flowers, try giving your car, you know, mm-hmm. things that I wanted. <laughs> he's like, no, you know. Anyway, so bottom line, um, I went to Florida uh, on vacation. I went to Silver Beach. He came and visited me, and I fell in love. It was like instant. Oh, that's great. That is <laughs> lovely. <laughs> 13 years later, we're still here. Oh, that's great. Yeah, congratulations. <laughs> So I'm guessing the next one was her Spanish doll. That's correct. Okay. Her Spanish doll is basically a story uh, triggered from when I was very, very young before I got married. Mm-hmm. Um, I was working in, a, in this little um, touristic town called Disney Town of Gaza. That's where my children were born and saw. And, and, it's, and it's, the book is set there because uh, Fiona, who's the main protagonist, female, she um, kind of reflects me at that age. However, I did not go where she went, and uh, but I understood that um, what happened was a, a, a Spanish businessman, he um, he would come to the bar, and it was like a bar, like um, like a coffee bar, like you'd have espresso, but you also serve wine and beer, mm-hmm. ice cream, and you know, a little bit of everything. Yeah. And um, so anyway, so he'd come and he'd visit, you know. And um, kind of talked to me and everything, and I and he was like, oh, you know, what what do you like? What do you collect, right? And in those days, I collected dolls, and which I still do, but not not that much anymore. Mm-hmm. So I was okay. Next time I come back to Spain, I'll bring you a Spanish doll. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, okay, thank you, you know. So he brought me, which that Spanish doll is on the cover of my book. Which uh-huh. is my, he bought me this huge three foot tall Spanish doll, three foot wide. And he's like, hands it to me in this like paper bag back there. <laughs> and he goes, here, I brought you a doll. Huh? And I opened it up. It was just humongous. I'm like, what am I going to do? How am I going to I was getting married? How am I going to justify this with my, with my fiance? Yeah. He goes, I'm just saying one of your relatives gave it to you or something. And that's what I did. And I still have it. In my, it's on my dining room buffet. It's like hanging there. She's just so beautiful. <laughs> she's very precious to me. But from that little story, mm-hmm. I figured out in my in my older age that, oh man, I think you wanted something from me. <laughs> so I turned it into a to a story. I turned it into a you know, a nice um a, like a romantic erotica. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Spicy. It's very spicy, yes. Oh, that's fantastic. Uh, so, and then from there, we jump into 1938 Germany with Good Things Always Happen in Springtime, which is your most recent book. That's correct. That's my most recent one. Awesome. Uh, that book was inspired by my husband's uh, grandparents. 
Okay. They were um, an interfaith couple, meaning he was Catholic and she was Jewish. Yeah. And they were obviously living in Germany, and mm-hmm. where the, the little town is the northern part of Germany, like on the seaside, and that's where exactly where they were from. And uh, apparently, it was said that they they left Germany before Hitler gained power. Mm. But I set them in the Nazism. I thought it would be a more um, more compelling story. Uh huh. Yeah. And, um, so that's what I did, and I kept their names, George Fisher, with the C, because originally they had the C in their last name, and it was dropped at some point along the way, and her name is Charlotte Eichel, so I kept all the, the names the same, but the story is kind of the same, but it's a little, it's a different twist, and they end up, they end up in the United States, Yeah. in a kind of a different way, so yeah. it's really cool, I, I think it, it turned out well. Yeah, that is very cool. And I love how all of your books are inspired by your, your personal life. Whether they follow that same path or not, there's still that, that inspiration from something out of real life, which I just love that. Yeah, yeah. And I love history. I mean, I, I, I absolutely um, I adore. I mean, I watch, um, we watch you know, historical movies and, and all that. We watch them all the time. Mm-hmm. And not just like, I mean, we love to watch Westerns and, you know, and I just get, and I just have these stories in my head. Like, you want to do Mainly, I like to, to, when I hear stories like, for example, my husband the other day, my husband is, um, he, he's a retired law enforcement. And so, but he works at, at uh, let's say, a rental store, mm-hmm. like a car rental, okay, very famous. Um, and he drives around people, you know, he takes them to the body shops and mechanics and all that nice stuff. So he had a World War II vet. The other day, the guy's 96 years old. Wow! And he had a story that was amazing. This guy, <laughs> like, so he had all his wits, completely all of mm-hmm. He was driving, like, he took him to go pick up his car. He was driving, and he was just telling him the stories about when he was uh, in France or whatever. I mean, it was amazing. I'm like, I want to talk to that guy. Yeah. I want to talk to him because I want the real stories. Yeah. Made up stuff. I don't mm-hmm. like I can't make up stuff. I need to be inspired by something that really happened and then i can make up the story there you go yeah so now do you do you plan these or do do you kind of pants them out just kind of go with what feel what you're feeling at the time i go with what i'm feeling i'm one of those okay very strict like i i always write an outline Mm -hmm. okay what my story my characters i describe my characters like physical and um um you know things that they say that they talk about uh the tributes that they have um, but I always set everything up, and then I write the story. Okay. And I normally, um, it, and the, again, the characters have to be some kind of inspired by something or someone that I know. Okay. In one way, in one way or another. Yeah. Okay. All right. What? Well, the characters as they go. <laughs> a little funny thing with good things. Um, there's a character in there called um, Chef Waldemar. Okay. Okay. He's, he works in one of the hotels, so the couple ends up uh, going to UK. I'm going to keep it very brief. And they work in a hotel. Anyway, so there's a chef there who is German. Mm-hmm. Also, and um, his name is Chef Waldemir. Now, I made that. That name is completely made up. <laughs> but I did get it from when we got, we have two wiener dogs, Wally and Ozzy. So my daughter, uh, because Wally is a bit, uh, 
he's very, how can I say, he's very loving and everything, huh. but he's very, like, selfish. Like, he wants attention and all that. So my daughter calls him, no, you're a prince. I'm going to call you Prince Waldemir. She just made up his name. I was like, what? Oh, that's great. Yeah, yeah, I just, I just had to. I was like, Paul, you're in my book. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love it. That's fantastic. Yeah, I made him a chef because my daughter's a chef, so I kind of connected him. There you go. Ah, oh, yes, little inside information, the inside yeah, joke. That's great. <laughs> so, what uh, what are you working on now? What's coming soon? Oh, well, right now we're working on going to Italy. <laughs> <laughs> but what I'm going to do uh, after I come back to Italy is I'm uh, preparing a nonfiction, hmm. uh, which is basically called uh, Traveling Boomers. So I'm just going to give it's going to be a short little you know ebook. No, not physical. Uh, I'm not going to be uh, printing it at all. But it's mm-hmm. going to be an ebook just to help baby boomers to introduce them to the world of travel because we all we all want to travel when we retire. Yeah. And uh, so I just I am an expert traveler because mm-hmm. I go back and forth to Canada all the time and I've been traveling for different reasons for work and things like that so I, I consider myself an expert traveler. <laughs> um, I know what to, what to carry, what not to carry on with you, I know what to pack, what not to pack the whole night. Mm-hmm. So I figured well, why don't I turn it into a book and I'll be you know taking some pictures and just showing them you know like what to pack and you know what happens if you get sick, what happens you know you need to like have a passport because and what involves in getting a passport, the whole, mm-hmm. you know, basically information on how, you know, how to travel well and have a good time. Okay. That's, That's great. And then I have, um, what I do every month, I send out a newsletter to my fans and my readers. And in the newsletter, uh, I um, keep it themed to the month. For example, June is about weddings, May was about um, Memorial Day and Mother's Day, um, and so on and so forth. But I always give them a, a free short story with with newsletter. Okay. And the short story is also um, is also uh, inspired by the month. So, for example, the month of June was about weddings. Um, the month of July was about the Fourth of July and patriotism and all that. So, mm. my short story was called uh, Green Beret Victory, mm. which is about a, a Green Beret who has PTSD. Okay. And he goes to a female psychologist, and she helps she helps him get through his PTSD, and um, but at the same time they fall in love. Okay. Yeah. So, very. It's just short, just about like five thousand words. Very, you know, very short. Yeah. So what I'm going to do at the end of the year is I'm going to collect all my uh, short stories, and I'm going to make an anthology, just an ebook, yeah. for my readers and all my fans and download and you can read all the they were free anyway so <laughs> so that's going to be for the end of the year and uh, it's going to be my Christmas present <laughs> <laughs> very cool and uh, so and everybody can follow you online at your website it's joannesbooks.com is that right that's correct I also read Joanne's books on Facebook Joanne's books on Twitter um, Instagram and also MeWe I don't know if you guys know MeWe but uh, Joanne's books is on MeWe as well. Okay, all right. I'll have to put... media in case nobody knows. It's brand new. <laughs> all right, yeah, I'll have to look that up. I'll, I'll make sure and share a link to it on the uh, on the show notes. Very easy to find. So I'll, I'm on there as well. Fantastic. And you can One. send me an email. I will definitely answer you back. You know, if you have any, if any stories you want to tell, if you want me to print it into a short story for you, I'll do that. Too. Okay. <laughs> there you go. All right. Well, you heard it from there, people. It, 
contact Joanne's books, make sure you go onto her website and follow and sign up for her her email email list. That that way you can get yourself a, a wonderful and lovely little short story every month. So fantastic! Thank you so much for coming on. I have had a blast talking to you, and uh, I can't wait to uh, I can't wait to check out some of these books. This, this sounds like a lot of fun. Oh, I hope you do. I hope you have fun. Yeah. So, all right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to hand the floor over to Joanne with her book, Good Things Always Happen in Springtime. Thank you, Joanne. You're welcome. Okay. So this is taken, I think, from chapter two. Eight days after Otto's death, it was time for George to reopen the shop. Now, his shop. It was a warm spring day. As he walked into his shop, he could smell the salty sea air and the newly blooming flowers. He recalled his father's words. Good things always happen in springtime. George muttered under his breath, sure, easy for you to say, you're dead and gone. How can I possibly be a good thing? Now I'm the man of the house with many responsibilities. I am the breadwinner. It's all up to me now. How can I be a father figure to Johan and Daniel when I'm barely older than they are? I just hope they will be well behaved and not give me any problems. Once inside the shop, George picked up the next shoe in line for repairs. When the door opened, ringing the bell, a young woman walked in. She was almost as tall as he, with obsidian hair that reached her shoulders, and ivory skin. She was the most beautiful creature he had ever seen. The sun shining through the window gave her an aura like a Madonna. When she approached the counter, he could barely speak. Good, good morning, miss. May I help you? Good morning. I have these shoes that need new heels. She pulled out a pair of burgundy pumps with a strap across the ankle. George thought her voice was like of a goddess, or maybe a mermaid, captivating melody that made your soul melt with every word. As he took the shoes from her hands, he ever so lightly brushed his fingers against hers. He noticed how soft her skin was. She certainly was not a housewife or a servant girl. She had class. He was certain of that. Yes, of course, I can fix these for you, he said confidently. Oh, wonderful, she exclaimed. I'm going to need your name for the ticket. May I have it, please? Yes, of course, my name is Charlotte Eiffel, she said proudly. George wrote her name on the ticket and the stub and handed the stub to her. Here you go. These should be ready within a week. Is that all right? He asked shyly. Yes, that will be fine, she said, as she opened the bag and slipped the stub inside the pocket. As she turned to leave, George gathered up all his courage. My name is George, George Fisher. He held his hand out for her so she could shake it. Charlotte did not shake his hand. Good to know, George Fisher. I will see you next week, as she eloquently turned to leave. Her hair flung around and softly landed on her shoulders. She left the shop with a flourish. George was daunted by this girl. He lowered his eyes to analyze her name. It was not a German name. Perhaps it was Jewish. That thought was concerning. There was talk of bad things happening to the Jews, and he did not want to get involved. He had heard of the camps that were held by some of the Jews. He had heard that they treated these people like slaves, and women were used as prostitutes. It was said that prisoners of war and spies were also sent to these camps. He also heard the anti-Semitic decrees that applied not only to Germany, but to Austria. Now the Auschwitz had occurred. He heard it from the people talking amongst each other. None of this would be in the newspapers, as they were all controlled by the fear. God forbid that the Gestapo heard these conversations. They would arrest these people immediately and take them away to those camps. 
they had become more overbearing on the German population, especially after Hitler proclaimed himself Führer. George didn't like Hitler, but he knew very well to keep that to himself. If anybody heard you say that anything critical about Hitler, you would be reported to the Gestapo, resulting in immediate arrest and a long imprisonment. George had plans, but being arrested definitely was not on that list. Although he was very young, he heard of this anti-Semitism that was spreading like wildfire. He didn't quite understand the reason for it. He was raised Catholic and was taught in Sunday school that Jesus was a Jew, and the Jewish people were the chosen people of God, so you had to give them great respect. However, Hitler preached that it was the Jews who killed Jesus, and they needed to be punished for this. George didn't agree with that. He had many friends who were Jews, and the ones he knew were very respectful and kind. They were shrewd business people, and he had the high-end shops, jewelries, jewelry stores, books, and clothing. But their main business was banking. He had heard on the radio that Hitler blamed Jewish bankers for the economic crisis that Germany was going through. He also heard of many of Hitler's speeches. He went on and on about the Jews and how they're not pure Germans and they're third-class citizens. He claimed he was going to do something about that. George figured that Hitler was going to imprison all the Jews by sending them to the concentration camps. That didn't make sense, though. There were many Jewish people in Germany. Would he imprison all of them? He was puzzled by this. Even the mandated boycott of Jewish-owned shops didn't stop Germans from doing business with the Jews. But they had a good reputation with German people, despite what Hitler thought. However, you had to be extremely careful if you still wanted to do business with them, because the Gestapo was on the lookout. Many Germans agreed with Hitler's propaganda, so they put up posters stating, Jews enter at your own risk, or no Jews allowed. George would never do that, especially since Jews were still better off than other Germans, and he needed their business in order for his shops to survive. Jews were not blessed with manual labor skills, so they had no choice but to go to the German shops for their shoe repairs, dressmaking, smithing, and other types of trade that involved manual work. The Jews had the brains, and the other Germans had the brawn. It worked well until the Fuhrer came along. And there you go, that was Joanne Fisher reading Good Things Always Happen in Springtime. What did I tell you, wasn't she lovely? Just a, a lot of fun to talk to, and I love listening to her laugh. Hey, check her out at joannesbooks.com. Go to her Amazon page. Uh, you can find her on Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, Instagram, and even a little thing called MeWe. So <laughs> check all those out. Follow her, sign up for her email. But don't forget to subscribe to us too, so that way you'll come back again week after week, like next week, when we have another author, another book, and another sample chapter. Bye, everybody. Have a good week. <laughs>